In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday of the Holy Great Fast, and we read the story about the paralytic man who was living in the, by the pool of uh, Bethesda. And one day the Lord came to him, and he saw him there paralyzed, and he asked him if he wants to be well, <coughs> and then the, he, he healed the man. Um, one thing we can learn from this story is that each person, having received the mercy of God, responds in a different way. This man responded in a certain way. Whenever he received mercy, that he was paralyzed for 38 years, living miserably here in this place without anyone to help him. And the Lord came and he healed him, and the man responded in a certain way. And each of us receives the mercy of God on a daily basis. Whether we realize it or not, each of us receives God's mercy and God does not give us according to our deeds or according to what we deserve. And we are always in the presence of God receiving his mercy. But each of us might respond differently to that mercy. Some might not even realize that we are receiving the mercy of God at all. Some might receive the mercy of God and shun it or ridicule it or not really care about it or value it in any way. Others might receive the mercy of God and feel humbled and broken and, and contrite in heart because of how we sinned against God. So I'm going to speak a little bit today about some different ways and examples from the scriptures of how people responded to God's mercy. And so we can ask ourselves, how is it, which one of these am I, and how is it that I respond to the mercy of God? One way that some people receive the mercy of God is actually by being unmerciful. We read about this in the parable of the, <clears throat> the unforgiving servant. This is the servant who owed his master, the king, 10,000 talents, which was a huge amount of money that he could never repay. But the king forgave him his debt. However, it says what in Matthew 18, but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. This act of mercy that this king did to this servant was to, to help this servant to feel the love of his master and for him also to feel and have a heart of mercy toward his other fellow servants. But instead, this, this servant, joyful that he was relieved of his debt, he went and found his fellow servant who owed him far, far, far less than the amount that he had owed his master, and he did not show him any mercy at all, but demanded that he pay him everything immediately. So if we meditate and contemplate, and if we, if we have any problems with forgiving other people or having mercy on other people, then we are to contemplate on this parable and contemplate on what is the debt that the Lord has forgiven us from. What, are, what is the debt of sin that the Lord has saved us from? What is the, the, the sacrifice that the Lord has made for us? How much is it that God really has shown us mercy? And then to ask ourselves, am I showing the same mercy to others or not? Am I showing the same kindness, the same patience, the same love to other people or not? How do we respond to the mercy of God? Does it cause me to be more merciful? Or maybe it, it causes me to not be merciful at all, that I'm not even thinking about God's mercy, and instead I go and I try to get my rights from others. Another way that people might respond to the mercy of God is to be jealous. We read about this in the parable of the prodigal son, which we read a couple of weeks ago. The older son, the son who remained with his father, when the, his younger son, when the younger son returned after having wasted the money of his father and after having lived a sinful life, he returned and the father was joyful at his return. And so 
he held a party for him and he sacrificed the fatted calf for him. He, he slaughtered the fatted calf so that they could have a feast and be joyful because the son had returned. However, the older son, he was not joyful that his, his younger brother had returned and he was upset with his father because his father has, has, was so joyful and that he, he, he slaughtered the fatted calf for him. And so he says in Luke 15, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. So this brother, right, instead of him being joyful because of all of the, the, the gifts that the father was giving to the younger son, that, that, he was, that he should be joyful that his younger brother now had been saved, that he returned from living a life of sin, that he had returned back to the household. Instead of being joyful for him, instead he was jealous of what it is that he received. So we ask ourselves also this question, when God shows mercy and love to someone, when God showers a person with blessing, with gifts, even if that person does not deserve it, what is our feeling toward them? Do, am I filled with envy and jealousy and anger because God has given to someone else something that I feel that I deserve? And especially when that person that God has rewarded, we feel is undeserving. We feel is unworthy. We are annoyed with them. We are bothered by them. We don't have a good relationship with them. And so for that reason, I'm angry and I'm jealous. Why is it, God, that you have shown goodness to this person and to me you have not given the same? But the, the father responded and he said that this brother of yours was dead and he is alive again. Should not we be rejoicing and glad? Again, what is my focus? Am I rejoicing that someone is returning to God? Am I rejoicing that someone is, is making a positive change in their life? Or am I only focusing on what is it that God is giving them and jealous as a result? Another example of this is the parable of the workers of the, of the vineyard. The, and the parable of the where the 11th hour workers are paid the same amount as the first hour workers. And this parable, this master, he tells these uh, workers that I'm going to pay you a denarius for your work. And he goes throughout the day to get more and more workers until he, f he finds the workers that are, are, are there at the very end of the day when there's only a few hours of work left to do. He calls them also to come and work. And so at the end of the day, he pays them all their wages and he pays them all the same. The workers who have been there from the morning, the same as the workers who have been there only for a few hours. And so the workers who are there from the morning are jealous and they're angry and saying, why is it that you are paying these who only worked a, f a little amount of time? Why are you paying them the same as us? And the master said, I can do what I wish with my money. Why are you upset because I'm a generous man? Why are you upset because I give good things? You know, again, we might look at a person who has, 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 has made good decisions their whole life. Maybe that's me. I made good decisions my whole life and I've been in the church my whole life and I've prayed my whole life and I've always tried to be good as much as I can my whole life. And then I see that someone who maybe has not lived such a good life, they also want to come and approach God and have salvation and they want to repent and they want to work and they want to do good. And God rewards them and God gives them salvation and God forgives them their sins. This should again make me feel joyful for them, not jealous or upset. How come this person who wasted their entire life is now coming at the end of their life and, and receiving the same reward that I am receiving? Another way that people can respond to the mercy of God is by anger, um, which reveals a lack of love. This is like Jonah the prophet. Jonah the prophet, whenever um, he saw that the Lord was not going to punish uh, the Ninevites, it says what? It displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became angry. 
He didn't feel joyful that his mission was successful to go and preach to them. He didn't feel hopeful or, or thankful that God had had mercy on them and that he, he would spare all of these people from death and destruction. Instead, he was displeased and he was angry because he had no love in his heart for them. God's mercy made him look bad. God's mercy made it so that his what he preached, the destruction of the Ninevites, would not happen. His preaching was now a direct result of the uh, uh, meaning that the enemies of Israel would would not be destroyed, and it would be because of Jonah's work, because of Jonah's service, and so this reveals something about Jonah. Again, he didn't care about these people. He cared about his reputation. He cared about that the enemies of Israel would be destroyed. He didn't want to go there. He didn't want to serve them. He didn't want them to repent. He didn't want them to be spared. And again, how is it that he responded to the mercy of God toward another person? He didn't like it. He felt angry toward it. So these are three examples that we are maybe unmerciful when we, are, when we receive mercy, or we are jealous, or we are angry when we see other people receiving mercy. These are some negative ways that maybe we respond when we see God working with his mercy in the world. Right? So this is something for us to think about. When I see God being merciful to another person or to me, how do I respond? Do I respond by being merciful myself? Do I respond in joy because people around me are receiving mercy or do I not? But there are also very positive ways that we can respond to the mercy of God. An example of this is Moses. Moses, we know that he received mercy from God even after he acted too hastily and he killed the Egyptian man who was beating his fellow Hebrew brother. And so he was expelled or he fled from Egypt and he went and he, he dwelt in the desert. And this definitely was not God's will for him to do this. It wasn't God's will for him to kill this Egyptian man. But God used this situation as a way to prepare Moses for the coming mission. And so Moses, during the 40 years when he lived in the desert, in the wilderness as a shepherd, after he fled from Egypt, he learned humility. He was broken in this time. He was not the same man that he was when he first left to Egypt, who was very headstrong, who was very, um, felt very powerful, very strong, that he was going to take matters into his own hands, that he was going to start a rebellion, that he was going to lead the people and that everyone would follow him. And that's how he would bring the people out of Egypt. That's what was in his mind um, at the beginning. But after 40 years of being in the desert, he was a changed person. He didn't think this anymore. Actually, he didn't even believe it was possible for him to go and to make, have any impact at all on fleeing the people. And it was only then that God was able to work in him. And we read about Moses in Numbers 12. It says, Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Having received the mercy of God, having received the, all this work that God had done in him, how patient God was with him, how God was able to mold him and change him and use him for good, he now had become very humble. When we receive the mercy of God and we really meditate on how we are undeserving of this mercy, it makes us to be humble. It makes us to feel like um, I can accomplish nothing on my own. I am not good on my own. The goodness that I have in me comes from God, and it is only because of God's mercy that I have salvation, not because I have earned it, not because I deserve it, not because I'm a good person, but simply because God is good and because God shows mercy on us. Another response to the mercy of God is what we read today in the scripture as how this uh, paralyzed man, what did he do after he was healed? Remember, he was paralyzed, and he was there for 38 years, there by the pool and he was it wasn't able to be healed and he was sitting there living there and, and essentially begging to receive what he needs to live 
But how did the paralytic man respond whenever he was healed? It says in verse 14, Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Why did he go to the temple? People go to the temple to worship God. He was going to the temple because he was thankful to God for what is it that God had allowed him to experience, the, the healing that he, that he experienced. We also have to say whenever we receive mercy of God, do we increase our prayers? Do we increase our worship? Do we increase our fasting? Do we want to serve more? Do we redirect now that the energy and the time and the joy and that I have, I redirect it to God and I give it back to him as much as I am able? Or are we just happy that God has helped us in some way, has healed us, has given us, you know, the, has answered our prayers, and then we just go about our life kind of enjoying ourselves? Whenever we experience the love of God, whenever we experience the mercy of God, we should always turn and redirect it back again at him and say, what is it that I can do now? How is it that I should change my life now? How is it that I should change my thoughts, my actions, my behavior now? You know, all of us are lacking in some ways, in some areas. How serious am I about repentance? How serious am I about, you know, receiving the sacraments? All these things are things that God gets our attention. He treats us in a way that we do not deserve. He gives us mercy that we do not deserve. And so we should take this to heart and apply it by responding with some kind of action of, of self-sacrifice on our part back to God again. To show that we are, are thankful to God for all the mercy and all the good things that he has given us. Another positive way of responding to God's mercy is to be thankful. When Christ, um, in the story of Christ, he, he met these ten lepers, and he healed the ten lepers. And so they all went rejoicing. And one of the lepers, when he saw that he had been healed, he returned back again to Christ to thank him for what is it that he had done for him. But the nine others did not thank him. The nine others just continued in their life. And it says in Luke 17, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And the Lord responded, and he said, Is this the only one? Is this the only one of you who returned again to give thanks for, for what it is that you have received? Again, it's easy for us to feel that we are in need when we are suffering. And when we ask God to save us, when we ask God to solve our problem, and then the problem is solved, what is our response to him? Is our response to, 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 to change ourselves, to be more like what he wants us to be, to struggle spiritually more than we did before? Or now that the problem is solved, we are just happy and we go about our life as though nothing else had happened, right? We should attribute the mercy that we receive to God and take the time to thank him, not just go about our day as normal and not just continue our lifestyle as normal. We ask ourselves, what is it that God wanted me to learn from this situation? What is it that God wanted me to see, right? He allowed this trial for a reason. Now that it is gone, now that he has healed me from it, now that he has fixed the problem, what is it that I should do? Another response that we have to the mercy of God is to serve the Lord. An example of this is St. Paul. St. Paul, when he received mercy, when the Lord appeared to him on the road, and he spoke to him, and he told him, why do you persecute me, Saul? His life changed completely, and he saw things from a different perspective. He saw that what the way that he had been living was not right, and he saw that he needed to change his, his thoughts, to change his actions, to change his belief, to become an apostle now, which is to sacrifice himself completely for the Lord. And he spent the rest of his life serving God from that moment. He spent the rest of his life 
serving God. And he says to the Corinthians uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. He attributed that his, the change of life that happened to him was because of the grace of God working in him and not because of himself. And that he was undeserving even of this gift that the Lord had given him. And that he is undeserving to be an apostle. And yet he would spend the rest of his life dedicating himself to serving God and not to any of his own comforts, not any to any of his own things. He denied himself everything for the sake of establishing the church. So again, we ask ourselves, when we receive the mercy of God, when God does not treat us the way that we deserve and he treats us better than we deserve, what is our response to him? Do we want to serve him more? Do we want to serve his children more? Or do we again go about our lives as before? The last point I want to say is um, that when we receive God's mercy, we also become merciful. We also become merciful. Like King David, when he received mercy from God after he had sinned, he then becomes merciful toward this person whom he meets on the road who was cursing him. person who is coming to curse him, he says, Let him curse, because the Lord has said, Curse David. Who then shall say, we have, Why have you done so? Instead of him looking at this person who was cursing him and getting angry with him and trying to destroy him and becoming uh, upset and offended, he said, You know what? I have received the mercy of God, and so I need to show mercy to other people. If all of us really meditated on this point, on, on how much mercy we have received from God, there would be no conflicts, there would be no strife, there would be no anger or hatred between people, because none of us have received from God what we deserve. If really we received from God what we deserve, we would not be here, we would not be able to, 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 to live our lives in the freedom that we have. It is because of God's mercy, his love, his 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 patience with us that he allows us to be here and to do what it is that we're doing. We should always remember this mercy and remember this verse from the Beatitudes on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. The way we respond to God's mercy is very important. We should identify where is it that God is showing me mercy and respond in the right and proper way and glory be to God forever. Amen.